on the very idea a philosophy podcast thank you for tuning in to the second part of the podcast on Foucault I'm recording this during the coronavirus pandemic so I hope everyone is staying safe out there so I'm going to give a very quick rundown of what we talked about in the previous podcast using clips from the previous show at high speed it's an experiment but as you can tell most things on here are a bit of a experiment thank you for listening Foucault was a French philosopher who came to prominence in the mid 1960s at a time when democratic socialism was at its peak in your for Foucault Power was that, but also other things, more insidious, invisible things. Power was exercised through many functions of what we might call the welfare state. This theory could be used to undermine the foundations of the welfare state, paving the way for neoliberalism. present in all relationships. It's a defining characteristic of all relationships. Power is everywhere. Power, as it is generally understood, is an instrument of coercion. It is a capacity, something an agent can possess and be capable of. For Foucault, Power is housed and exercised by the complex network that controls this capacity, sometimes overtly by force, but often subtly by controlling the institutions that define knowledge. In Foucault's own words, power is not an institution and not a structure. Neither is it a certain strength we are endowed with. It is the name that one attributes to a complex strategical situation in a particular society. For Foucault, knowledge and power have the tightest of relationships. Knowledge is power, and those who hold power have a monopoly on defining what constitutes knowledge. All support and even all criticisms must come within the logics of the system. Any that fall out of this system will be dismissed as irrational and worse, incoherent. Now, a great deal of Foucault's work was involved in exposing that these logics these networks of accepted propositions and moves are not objectively rational, but rather are the product of the particular social, political, cultural context in which we find ourselves in. An example of overpowering logics in action is the dismissal of socialist ideas as 
hopelessly utopian or impractical in the American political arena on the left, or the dismissal of anti-immigration policy as simply racist and hate-based on the right, also in the American political arena. There can be legitimate criticism of socialist practices or anti-immigration policies, of course, but in the American political arena, the tendency may be just to see the irrational from the get-go in either of these positions, thus stifling debate. I drew from both examples of the right and left here to illustrate a point. Power runs deeper than right and left for Foucault. It defines the very parameters in which a rational right, left, and center can draw their bearings. To contrast a bit more, the hippies and other radicals in the 60s and early 70s rebelled against the powers that be, against specific powers. Foucault rebelled against power in general. That ubiquitous but hidden structure or structures that define the spaces in which we lived, the physical world, and thought, the mental world. Knowledge is power. Foucault's work was to, to borrow a title from Robert Brandom, an act of making it explicit. It, in this case, was power. And making it explicit was tracing the historical origins of a concept to show that that concept did not represent a piece of science or an unalterable human nature or a universal truth, but that it was a piece of knowledge of its particular time and place. this power explicit through his special analysis that he often termed archaeology and genealogy. Now, I'm not trying to discount rebellion in general. There is a lot of good rebellion and contrarian impulse in Foucault's heyday between 1965 and 75. Sexism, racism, homophobia, the Vietnam War, many, many things. But Foucault took aim at something very different. And to appreciate this is to appreciate the power of Foucault's genius. Foucault looked at various types of power and focused a great deal on something he called pastoral power. For Foucault, pastoral power is exercised in structures that exist to care for and support the individual. The aim of this, on the surface of it, soft power is to save citizens and to provide a better life for them think the welfare state. But in helping the citizen, it also defines and constructs 
who and what that a citizen is. power system or government must develop uh, these conceptions, a conception of, let's say, human health or conception of the good political citizen in order to create policies. You can't create policies without goals and you can't have goals without conceptions. So, in bringing citizens under its care, it also molds the bodies and minds of its citizens. Think of the healthcare industry. Through the marketization of antidepressants, for example, we have to conceive of what a happy, depressed, functional, or dysfunctional citizen is. We must answer questions like what is merely sad and what is depressed. What is a mood that requires a medical solution? And what is a private mood? The input of other spheres necessarily bleed into this question. We must get input from economic and educational spheres to define who is a functional worker or student. This carries on over time until what is thought of as a sadness, happiness, personal contentment. These things are shaped by forces outside the individual and his or her immediate environment or family and neighbors. On the subject of sex, which Foucault wrote a lot about, he says that there was a lot more freedom surrounding sex before people began talking about it during the Victorian age and medicalizing it during Freudian times. When something physical, like sex, becomes the object of a discussion, becomes a discourse, a new realm of knowledge can be created around those words. Bare talk becomes systematized into theory and distinctions such as right and wrong, moral and immoral, quickly develop. Humans like to divide things and cast judgment. We are social creatures, but we are also normative creatures. We like to divide things into approvals and disapprovals. When a knowledge sprung up around sexuality, we started to classify different sex acts and approve and disapprove of certain acts that maybe would be done before, but would not be spoken about. When sex had little vocabulary to discuss it, people merely engaged in actions and there was more chance of secrecy as there was not a public language to condemn it. Even though it was a more religious time, the pre-19th century, lack of discourse led to more freedom. So, redefining the physical, health, actions, moods, sexuality, into discourse, things that we could talk about. And then, this discourse moves into and gets solidified as a knowledge. This is known as a technique of power. Technique of 
These techniques of power are often done with good intentions. Pastoral power is based on care, after all. But for Foucault, despite its intentions, it is a form of control nonetheless. Perhaps because it is not an overt show of power, it is more insidious due to its invisibility. Foucault, in his own words on this idea, Discipline may be identified neither with an institution nor with an apparatus. It is a type of power, a modality for its exercise, comprising a whole set of instruments, techniques, procedures, levels of application, targets. It is a physics or an anatomy of power. It is a technology. I believe Foucault concentrated on pastoral power, this soft power, because it was the type of power being exercised by social democratic governments in Western Europe in the 1960s and 1970s. Like we said, Foucault's heyday. After all, what is pastoral power if it is not all the institutions and policies pursued by social democratic governments? It seems to be the welfare state. state. These governments are often called the nanny state. I don't, I don't care so much for that term, oh, no, but it is a good metaphor to capture the care of the citizen that goes under a democratic socialist society. It is, as Foucault would put it, the governmentality of a democratic socialist politic. This word, governmentality, governmentality. this is an original concept of Foucault's. It combines the word government and rationality to get governmentality. You get it. it is meant to emphasize the totalizing aspect of modern governments. They are so totalizing as to even All shape the very concept of man and humanity. And, once again, in Foucault's own words, As the archaeology of our thought easily shows, man is an invention of recent date, and one perhaps nearing its end. Thank you for listening to the second part of the podcast. I hope by exploring concepts of power and knowledge and how power helps define knowledge plus other concepts like governmentality and its relationship to both government and rationality will help elucidate the conversation in the third part of the podcast on Foucault as I focus more directly on how Foucault criticizes the power, knowledge, governmentality dynamic within the welfare state. So, thank you for listening, and please join me on the third part, if you will. Thank you. Thank you. On the very idea, a philosophy podcast. 